Good morning and welcome back to the Restore Podcast. I am sitting in Kirksville with one of my dear friends, Kim Sampson. She was an original Sanderson sister from Hocus Pocus. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. But I am sitting here with her. I'm so happy you're on. Tell listeners about yourself because I'm so excited about this story. Um. Okay, well... Uh... <laughs> I'm not sure which story you're talking about, but um, I'm married. I have um, children, three children. I've got seven grandkids. A farm. We, we, oh, yeah, yes. We, we live on a working farm. My husband row crops about 3,000, 3,500 acres. We have cows. Um, You were a self-proclaimed city slicker? I did not grow up on a farm, no, not at all. We met in college. We came to Kirksville. Both of us came to Kirksville to college, and we met here and stayed. What was, like, the big hook and sinker? What was his one-liner that was like, you know what? We're going to make this work. I I don't remember a a one-liner like that. The way we met was a little bit different. It was a little interesting. Um, He's three years older than I am. I was a freshman or sophomore. I was a sophomore. And um, we were at a frat party. Um, I am the beer pong. I love it. (laughs) My sister was up, my younger sister was up visiting me for the weekend. I had a date. And uh, so I set her up, my date set her up with somebody. And so she went with us and of course lost interest in her date in the evening and was sitting there and David came up and was talking to her. He thought it was me. (laughs) How did he think it was you? I don't know, because we don't look anything alike. People say we look alike, we don't look anything alike that we see. But anyway, um, so that was a Saturday night. And on Monday, he called me and asked me out. And then the rest, they say, is history. That is hilarious. I love it. Yeah. And so when you grew up, you said your dad owned a department store. Yes. Correct? Yeah. I grew up in a small town. My dad uh, was third or fourth generation of a, the family business, which was a women's clothing store well it was women's men's clothing fabric um when my grandfather great-grandfather whoever had it they had shoes my dad did not have that but anyway yeah that's that's what my parents did were you the one dressing the mannequins um no my dad took care of all of that but i i have two sisters and um i'm the middle daughter um, our, my maiden name is Sanderson. So yeah, we're the Sanderson sisters, <laughs> but, um, I'm the one that worked in the store. Um, my older sister, you know, when she was a teenager had, she was a lifeguard and my younger sister, well, both my sisters were lifeguards. I, I was their substitute lifeguard. I did not care to do that. My dad <laughs> recruited me to work in the store, and that's that was my love. That's what I liked to do. What was your favorite part working there? Um, I just liked helping customers because back in the day, you you were to help the customer 
pick out outfits, put clothing together, you know, coordinate mm -hmm. it, that sort of stuff. Put them in the dressing room and cater to them while they were in the dressing room. And I just liked every part of all of that. I could totally see you doing it. It's mm -hmm. kind of like what now, which stores have got away from, but like Lululemon or Athleta, you know, they're a little bit higher dollar, right. but right. it's like I could right. see them just like right. they cater so much to that experience. Right, right. right. Um, so then over time, you're raising kids and then being a part of your grandkids' lives. And then all of a sudden, you got into this hobby known as quilting. I did. I did. Um, I taught school for 25 years. What else? What's, I taught uh, kindergarten. That's hard. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. tell me about it. Yeah. I have to decompress. And it's hard on your body, you know, bending and squatting and those little chairs and all that. But What I got you into I teaching? Um, I wanted to go into the family business. I wanted to go into fashion, merchandise, that sort of thing. Uh -huh. My dad did not want me to have any part of it. Oh. I knew I probably would not go back to my small town, mm -hmm. that I would probably, well, I was getting married and we were staying in Kirksville, so I wasn't going back. And um, teaching was a respectable job for a woman, according to my father. <laughs> My older sister was a teacher. My younger sister taught for one year, then went back and became a nurse. But I liked kids. Mm -hmm. I was involved in high school in the future teachers and I was in the classroom helping kids and that sort of thing. So that's cool. It, it and Kirksville is a huge teaching school, right? It, and, and at that time, yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And then so. So you taught all these years, mm -hmm. and you retired seven years ago. Mm -hmm. I and did. is that when you picked up quilting? Yes and no. When my kids were little, I stayed home with my kids until the youngest went to kindergarten, and I um, well, the year before they went to kindergarten, and I um, I went back to work, and that while they were in preschool, and then. And stayed but um, when I was a stay-at-home mom I I never really had a lot any formal training with a sewing machine I bought a sewing machine and I took a class but I I piddled around with it and I you know I made play clothes and stuff for the kids and did they love them they didn't have much say in it. They were, they were <laughs> You're so, like, you they, wear it. Well, they were little. They were little. Mm -hmm. And, it, you know, they didn't, they didn't know. They didn't care. But piddled with that. And I also um, tried making. I thought, I want, I want to learn to quilt. I've always, I've always loved quilts. Mm -hmm. And I always wanted, it just intrigued me. So I bought a pattern. I bought some fabric. And I was going to make a quilt. And I made one block and thought, oh, this is for the birds, this is hard. <laughs> Turned it into a pillow and, <laughs> and laid it aside never to pick it up again. Until seven years ago, retired, and when I was getting ready to retire, my coworkers were like, what are you gonna do with all your time? And I said, I'm gonna learn to quilt. And they laughed at me, and they said, Rude. really? I guess, I don't know, I guess they couldn't see it. So anyway, as a, <laughs> as a retirement gift, my team gave me rulers and quilting tools Yeah. so that I could learn to quilt. And a friend of mine and I had found uh, 
someone doing a class here locally. So off we went, signed up. Oh gosh. We were going to learn to quilt. And um, were you intimidated? I was very intimidated. But my biggest hang up was that I'm left handed and there's and, and it's a very right handed Oh, I never thought of that world. And so you know, when when I had the best teacher ever. She's a, she's a an absolute excellent quilter and I hope to be as good as her someday, but I don't think I'll ever make it. But anyway. Oh my gosh. If uh, you guys see her quilt, which you guys will when I air this, you'll be like, what? These things oh, are amazing. She's, she's had she's had quilts in national shows and that sort of thing. I'm not in it to do that. But anyway, she's left-handed, but she quilts right-handed. So when she would show us how to do something, I had to stop and think and process how to do it left-handed. And it was just kind of, it, it took me a minute. And, and, but once I, you know, figured that out, then I was, I was, I, I went with it. I went with it. Which is huge. Cause I mean, now seeing you too, like she is very, very creative and like we were just quilting today and now it's like backing. I have every word and language, whether I'm saying scalloping, backing, hemming, and she'll literally, she we like, him. <laughs> there you go. So I, I get these words and I can't get them out of my mind, but it's like, she's so creative. Like, what about this pattern with this? Okay. This is this. Okay. Wait, calculate this. And I'm like, I can't do the math right now. This is too overwhelming. And they said there would be no math. <laughs> But, it, I mean, it's impressive what you do. So when you're first learning, how long did it take you? Do you remember the first quilt you made? I do. I do. It's in that bedroom back there. <laughs> and and it, it was a sampler quilt. I absolutely loved the way she taught us to do this because every week we made a different block. And the skills we learned one week, we built on it the next week. Oh, that's cool. And we made a total of 12 blocks. And we learned all all kinds of you know patterns and stuff well all kinds of of skills and way to do you know the the each block had steps in it that lent itself to about any quilt you could want to make that's insane and i i saw it and i was like oh my gosh that's amazing it's one of my favorites that you have and it's crazy that that's your first one yeah, yeah. and then tell us about the flying geese oh well <laughs> Flying geese is is a quilt block, you know. And uh, when I was making them, I struggled with them a lot. And I I joked with the gal that was teaching the class. I know her very well, and I I just joked and I said, "Don't worry, I will never make these ever again." And well, lo and behold, I've <laughs> learned <laughs> and gotten better. And, and I love to make them now, and I like to incorporate them into a lot of my quilts. <laughs> I feel like it's always the ones you struggle with are the ones yeah. you remember how to make the yeah. most as yeah. opposed to the easier ones. Yeah. Um, so how well, long did and that precision. For... I wasn't as precise then as I am now, and precision is, is very important. 
I can see that now having made a quilt, mm-hmm. now making almost a thir- three now, mm-hmm. that I mean, I will like run that whole block over and I like literally even told her today, I was like, I'm not restarting this. We're going where the sewing machine takes me. And I mean, I have like an inch block to half an inch back to two inches and whatever she, that bad. whatever she fixes later, I won't ever know. I'll be like, wow, what a beaut. <laughs> this looks great. Um, so while you're learning, like... How long did it actually take you to learn the process to like be like, fly, birdie, fly, you're on your own, go make your own quilts? Well, you know, she would, she would teach us how to, the components of making this block, and we would work on it in class, but we also, she encouraged us to do stuff on our own, and so there are so many uh, tutorials, you know, YouTube, all kinds of stuff out there that, you know, came home and and started researching and looking and finding things. And so, you know, I was branching out at home, trying my own stuff at home and just to give me more practice. And so I was, you know, I made some table runners and (laughs) other things and I wasn't ready to take on a whole quilt just yet because I didn't really have the whole process down. I I was just making blocks. I hadn't put them together. I didn't know what came next. But, um, you know, you took to YouTube and... and You're a YouTuber. Started, started, (laughs) you know, playing with it at home. I love it. And that's huge because, like, you mentioned, even my first time here, you're like, you can get your own sewing machine. Yes. And you can do this. And I said, I "I can't. Four granddaughters, and I've (laughs) bought them all machines, and they've all made quilts, and they're 12, 12, 11, and 10. I know, but it's like. And they did it younger than that. But sometimes it's like you like the process with someone. Exactly. Like, it's like, I like coming here to do it, and it, like, I don't think I'd be as fulfilled at home just, like. I'd feel like I'm in a slave shop, like working away in a sweatshop. I believe you referred to my basement as that. That was a that was a long day. But when you have a gal pal, that's so different. <laughs> so I'm sure your your all your kids, your grandkids have gotten quilts for birthdays. Anytime they want Christmas, one, they get one. Yeah. And then you started giving them to teachers. I've given them. I give them as yeah. Well, yes, I've given them to friends. I my grandchildren's teachers I've made them quilted bags and so the grandkids give them as Christmas gifts and if because Kirksville's not a huge town if a grandchild has the same teacher as another one the following year or whatever and I know they've gotten a bag you only need so many (laughs) then we'll do something else I've given I've given some of them I've made them quilts with the school colors in them and and that's so nice give those yeah. I feel like oh, it's like I would like take so much pride in my work. I'm like, I can't just give it to you right now. Like, how many quilts have you actually made and given away? I don't know the exact numbers. Um, I I told you I what did I say three hundred three hundred probably more. I feel like that's that like, there's I've no made way in seven years. I know last year. <laughs> During the pandemic, I spent a lot of time in my basement. I think I made 55 quilts last year, but that's a lot. It was a lot of sewing. This is a really good example of perseverance and creativity in a pandemic where people either sink or swim. Well, it, it also, for me, 
it was a time to um, experiment and and try some new things and and use it as a learning opportunity because I I tried some more challenging patterns I mean things that really really challenged me and I did I did okay with it I will say the ones you have shown me I think that's some of your best work not that I've seen all the 300 but the ones that I've just seen recently are some of your best work thank you I love them thank you um and then you mentioned you before that, now everyone has like multiple quilts. Families have well, quilts, teachers. And then what is Project Linus that you do? Project Linus, um, I, it's a nationwide program, I guess. But anyway, um, I belong to the local guild and we participate with Project Linus. We donate quilts to Linus and then they take those quilts and they distribute them to organizations, whether it's the Lifeline Pregnancy group, uh, whether it's to DFS or the police department to have so that when they take a child in, they can give them a quilt. Um, That's huge. Whether it's to hospitals, uh, cancer treatment centers, it's not all for children. It's, they give to lots of different places. That's awesome. And so, um, I, they always, they have a Linus Day every year where people get together and sew and make quilts for that mm -hmm. purpose. And um, I, I participated this year, but I did not go to the, the gathering. And mm -hmm. so I spent a week or two and made, I think it was eight quilts and donated them. That's awesome. So, yeah. That's so cool. And that's but rewarding too. I, but I also have donated quilts for veterans um, through our guild. And I have donated quilts to the Cancer Treatment Center here in town. And um, where else? I don't know where else, but yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's something that I think is so special when it's like one, it's something, it was a hobby that you wanted to learn. So it's a learning opportunity, it's yeah. a giving opportunity and it comes full circle and that you still enjoy it. Do you ever feel yourself burning out? Nope. I nope. love it. That's no. so cool. No, because each quilt brings on its own challenge and fun. and That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So as we kind of wrap up a smaller part of the podcast, um, what do you want your legacy to be? Oh, well... I don't know. I don't know how, really how to answer that. Um, I, I do know that my children will probably have a lot of quilts to deal with someday. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's the legacy. I don't know, but I, I don't. I hope my daughters have not shown a great interest. They both have made quilts, but it's not something that they keep saying. Oh, I want to do more. I want to do more. But my granddaughters do so maybe that's it and that could be but honestly it's so funny i was um listening to the oprah podcast i love super soul sunday and um she was saying like maya angelou was interviewing oprah about her legacy and she's like what do you want to be and like oprah was so focused on i wanted to be the school that she created in africa mm -hmm. and she goes that's not your legacy and like oprah was like heartbroken she's like no i think it is and she's like your legacy is for every single person whom you've touched 
and like cared for and been a part of their life that you didn't realize it. And that's what your legacy is through this. Awesome. So that's what I think your legacy is. But I thank you for being on. Uh, But if you guys are more interested into awesome stories, if you guys have hobbies or um, just anything interesting, I would love to interview you. But tune in to the Restore podcast on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast. Thanks for listening.